Welcome to Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast. I'm your host, Dave West, codename Phantom Troublemaker. I am your co-host, Noel Wood, codename Crapshoot. And I'm your Cobra intern that found Stuart's head over by the snow cone concession. I was literally just singing that 20 minutes ago, (laughs) along with another Dead Milkman song, Going to Graceland, because that's what I'll be doing tomorrow. Oh, wow. Look for uh, look for toy stores in the area. Give us give us a report when you get back. Uh, So I was asked recently about that music that you heard in our intro, and that music was conducted by uh, it was well, it was. I guess conceived by me and composed by Andy Semford of electricminnowmusic.com. And he is currently working on a new piece of audible interlude music for us. He also uh, composed our surf theme that we use to promote the shirt that Noel is wearing right now that you can get from our T public store. Check out audible interlude podcast on Instagram. Look for the, uh, pinned stories for links there or you can find links uh in any of the videos here on the needless things youtube channel uh we got a lot of people hanging out uh swordsman 007 what is happening wreckship 85 decadent dave good to see you here kevin riddle kevin riddle kevin riddle what are you doing i have a hat right here with your name on it i need your address kevin riddle Hit me up. Send me a message. I have your hat. It's it's he's in a changed box. his name to Audible Interlude Podcast. It's right. Re- that <laughs> is dedication. <laughs> That's it's true that fandom you right there. Truly it, are the Audible <laughs> Army. It is ready to be boxed up and sent to you and anybody else who would like to have one of those hats. Not this hat. This is the old hat. The new hat has the the new logo beside Noel down there uh, on the front. So shoot us a message at Audible Interlude Podcast on Instagram, and we will get a hat direct to you. Uh, or hit us up live at Toylanta. We will be uh, hosting a live episode of Audible Interlude at 12.30 p.m. on the 23rd of March at Toylanta. Come check it out. We will have hats and stickers uh, and fun and games and huge audience participation because that is what we do. Uh, And then since we're in the slides already, let's go ahead and talk about audiblearmy.com. Lots of exclusives over there for $1.99 a month. That's it. That is the only tier we have, $1.99 a month. You get my show notes before each episode is released early and ad-free access to all audio episodes, exclusive video access to recordings of audio episodes. So our audio episodes that we do every other week, um, we do just like this. We just don't live stream them. So if you want access to that video, which of course, since we've been publishing it at audiblearmy.com, we've been plussing up, adding some visuals, doing slideshow stuff. Uh, So if you want access to those videos, audiblearmy.com is the place to go. You'll also get early access to all G.I. Joe and G.I. Joe adjacent reviews on the Needless Things YouTube channel. You get the opportunity to vote on content for the show, early access to Audible Interlude merch, 
like this hat, which we've got some left here. So uh, hit me up if you want one or find us live. Uh, and then I've been doing unboxings and stuff too, which later in the show for Joe and Tell, you'll see a new item uh, with a big story behind it that you can only get at audiblearmy.com. So go check it out. You guys, not a lot of news. Not a lot of news oh, in the last no. little cycle here. We've got a few things to talk about. Uh, but Toy Fair is right around the corner. So is they're it? holding. It's usually. Oh, I thought they pushed it back to September again. Oh, did they do that again? I thought somebody, that was just somebody do or, Somebody do some COVID. Googling. Rexship85 patiently waiting for the AI tactical shovel. Uh, let me go into a new segment that we have here uh, on Audible Interlude called the Tactical Shovel Update. The tactical shovel update is this. I have talked to two different people that print things on other things. You know what? Hang on. Hang on. Christian, let Google somebody Google Toy Fair. Find it's out it's February twenty oh, it's it, uh sorry, it is March first through the fourth. That's bizarre. Okay, we'll talk yeah. about it more. Hang on. Which it used to always be in February. So, shoot, I've already seen what was it Mattel that this week uh, already announced one of their San Diego Comic Con exclusives? Oh, did they? I I believe so. In something that I was reading, and I was like, okay, let's let's slow down there. Okay, we're, so we're only two months in. Our, our tactical shovel update for the week of February the 19th. This is the tactical shovel uh, container that it's going to come in. The tactical shovel itself. Oh. You guys didn't believe me, but this is real. The tactical shovel is here. And it is oh so tactical and oh so shovely. <laughs> so this is the actual tactical shovel they gotta tighten up that little collar there but uh this is it this is the real deal this is the prototype tactical shovel i've just got to find somebody who can print our logo on this part of it and it's a problem people it's gonna happen i'm gonna figure it out i'm gonna find the right person uh but boy is it is it a pain to get this thing figured out but that's it that is your tactical shovel uh that breaks down and stores in this handy dandy little pouch complete with a little belt loop uh so you can carry that around with you as part of your gi joe cosplay i know everybody wants to dress up as the uh as crapshoot at joe fest <laughs> i want a lot of crapshoot oh my gosh i've ruined my camera so look at the toy fair uh, information again as Rexship has pointed out that's uh, March 1st through 4th, 2025. There is not a oh. Toy Fair in 2020. There's not one happening in 2024. Whoa. They're skipping the entire year. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so there, yeah, Rick Ship 85. It's March 1st through 4th, 2025. Yeah. That, wow. That uh, fits in with something we'll be discussing a, a little bit later. Yeah, yeah it sure does. Uh, Payne's Toy Samples is in the house. Hope to see some folks at Joe Fest. I have booked my... Verbo and got my plane tickets 
are all that's left. Uh, you will see us at Joe Fest. As it stands, we may be doing our panel out in the parking lot, but we will be there providing entertainment regardless of anything else. Uh, all right. Yeah, that's right. Throw that out, throw that tactical shovel on your Outback cosplay. Uh, you could even scribble some crazy verbiage on it and pretend you're Duke, uh, that, that new retro Duke that's coming out. Maybe you want to do that. Uh, follow us wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it's on iTunes or Spotify or, or Podcast-a-rama or whatever. Be sure and click the follow button. And if you got the time, leave us a review. Uh, think about, if I had a podcast, what would I want to do what what would i want this person to do and do that so leave us a review follow do all the stuff that helps us grow uh but of course the the greatest and best thing you can do is just spread the word about audible interlude uh all right so i talked about the hats the doc giveaway i have my not quite perfect doc uh super 7 ultimate i did the giveaway and Mandalorian Jedi was the winner, but he said, you know what? I don't need to get into that. I don't need to eat that first potato chip, <laughs> is what he said. So I'm going to do another giveaway for this doc. Uh, it's got a couple little imperfections, and it, it will not include the X M <laughs> laser rifle. Uh, but everything else is in there, and for free, not a bad deal. So I am going to, next Monday, look at everybody that is a member at audiblearmy.com uh, in that $1.99 tier and draw another winner and send it to you free of charge. Uh, the Needless Things YouTube channel is where you are right now, and you can catch reviews for the 60th anniversary Action Sailor and for Nunchuck, who... Was a surprise delight. I, I mentioned it on last week's episode that I was going to give Nunchuck a pass, and then I watched an 80s ninja movie called Miami Connection. And I thought, you know what? This is a camouflage ninja. Why am I not buying this right now? So I bought it right now, reviewed it. But why and... does the ninja need camouflage? <laughs> if but he's, he's a ninja double, his soul, he's you can't see double him. ninja. He's <laughs> double ninja. That ninja with camouflage is not very good at his job. <laughs> no, he's just maximizing his <laughs> his sneaky efficiency. Uh, a ninja with big rubber nunchucks is not very good at his job, but that's okay because other than that, other than that, very good figure. So check those reviews out. And everybody at audiblearmy.com got those reviews uh, several days early. I uh, mentioned the shirts on T Public. Our next live stream is. I'm getting used to, I'm expanding our slidage. I want to have more visual aids here. Oh, look, look, I've, I've totally, here we go. So there's our doc. There's our action sailor who is awesome. Now, did either of you guys get the action sailor? I, he's on my list. I did not pre-order him. I get it. I mean, 35, it's, if you want the accessories, if you want, you know, it's a cool figure. 35 is not a bad price, but at the same time, it's not like a traditional Joe, like gets us all warm in the jumblies. So I understand. Of the two, he's the one that that appealed to me the most. Um, but 
I'm sure eventually. Uh, Decadent Dave says, your review introduced me to Miami Connection, pure 80s gold. It is pure 80s gold. Uh, and for anybody out there who might enjoy Miami Connection, check out the films of Andy Sedaris. Uh, and Swordsman 007, you can watch Miami Connection. It's on the Roku channel, I think is where we watched it. Uh, might be available to rent on Amazon Prime, though. I don't quote oh, me on that. Oh, Decadent Dave just said it's on uh, Prime for free. Prime for free? You can't beat that. Except for the uh, okay, so there's our action sailor. There is Nunchuck, who who really ended up wowing me. I really dig this figure a lot. Uh, there are the shirts that we have available, or some of the shirts we have available. And the next Audible Interlude live stream is March 4th. Mark it on your calendar. And I do believe... That will be directly following, possibly, a Pulse live stream. Uh, I think the 29th is a rumored date. If not a live stream, at least pre-orders are supposed to be going up. But I I think live stream is pretty likely. Uh, Swordsman007, yes, I love Roku. Roku. The Roku, it's not the Roku channel, it's the Roku life it's insane all the stuff that's in there there's an mst3k channel universal mm -hmm. monsters channel all kinds of comedy stuff it's nuts it's i i've only recently discovered it uh because i had dismissed it previously because of the commercials but now everything has commercials even if you're paying for it so i'm like well if i'm gonna get commercials i'm gonna watch the free one uh I think it surprises me i figured once they announced the weird owl bio pick that you would have been like well, i yep, watched I, well i watched it on that and that was it okay i didn't i, I never went that. back for anything else uh wotage says whoop wotage says rubber nunchucks will just cause contusions rather than broken bones that's right if the really really mean ninjas use rubber nunchucks because those just are annoying they just smart yes absolutely <laughs> oh here we go wotage with another one right away company march 4th very sad <laughs> Sally Forth. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. What else we got going on? I mentioned Toylanta. We will be doing reviews of Cobra Commander number two and Real American Hero number 304 soonish. Uh, I actually haven't. We've got our copies, but I haven't had a chance to read them yet. Yeah. Uh, as soon as, well, certainly. All Cobra you Commander... people out there that poo pooed on number one. <laughs> Mm, you're going to be kicking yourselves now. <laughs> oh man, I'm excited to read this. So yeah, I did the I did the quick read through on two. I enjoyed it, but I'll, oh, I'm I'll totally waiting it. to hear your yeah thoughts okay. on it. Because... Okay, well, we'll uh, as as soon as I get it read, we'll figure out a night this week that we can uh, get together and talk about both of those. What happened this week? Huh? <laughs> it won't happen for me this week. Sorry. Oh yeah, you've got a little something going on, huh? Uh, shipping updates. I mentioned last week that my Eternia playset had shipped last Monday, and that was a fallacy. They printed the shipping label last Monday. As of yet, they still have not shipped it. Uh, as well, my Mezco Snake Eyes orders started processing on February the 5th. As of yet, they have not shipped it. I'm a little freaking annoyed right now. <laughs> Uh, even Pixel Dan finally got his attorney. Uh, I know, and I felt bad. I was like, "Well, he's the guy. 
and he hasn't gotten his yet. So they, that's right, wreck ship eighty five. People be poo pooing instead of woo hooing. <laughs> the internet loves a good poo poo, but they, they just do. don't. They will not pay any attention to a solid woo hoo. That's a fact. We need to put that on a shirt. Uh, so, uh, just a little. Since we don't have a ton of news, just a little thought that went through my head, and I want to get you guys' reaction to this, and or, or see if you think along the same lines. Not necessarily with classified, but with anything. Sometimes I do look at my classified collection. I think about what may be coming. I think about the possibility, which we'll get a little deeper into it later in the show. I think about the possibility of more Haslabs. And I look at that classified collection and I think, boy, I could probably buy some pretty cool vintage stuff with the money I got from selling that. And I could certainly use that space rather than getting a, well, again, we'll talk about Haslabs later on. I don't know. And I'm look, I'm not going to get rid of it because to be honest, classified is my bread and butter on the needless things, YouTube channel. Those that line out of all the stuff I review masters universe, wrestling figures, NECA, super seven, all the different stuff I review. Joe is by a huge margin, the most popular uh, videos I put up. So I'm not stopping classified anytime soon. What do you think? Noel? Because you are the resident vintage crank. guy. <laughs> the crank. resident classified crank. <laughs> well, I've been saying for a while, I am running out of room. And there's too many deluxe and pet figures coming out. And it's it's, it's impacting the wallet. The You know, the... Those waves are getting more and more expensive each time. So, uh, you know, yeah. being more selective, um, you know, I picked up a lot of stuff for cheaper and I just wound up like taking up more space. So it's like, oh, well, what do I want to do with all this now. stuff? Like even now, even when I find stuff on clearance, because I talked a few weeks ago about how, oh, that's cool purchases are pretty much done for me. Like there's very little impulse Ooh, this is neat. I'll buy this. But now, like even clearance stuff, I'm not buying because this space, I just don't have room for like, yeah, this is a $5 figure of something that's neat, but I don't have anywhere to put it. And, uh, you know, yeah. if, if, if I actually do find something in Ross, I usually put it back up. Yeah, I considered getting an army of Tomaxes and Zaymots, but what am I going to do with them? <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> i've got so, like a stack of four croc masters that i just like wound up shoving up on ebay just to see if you know i can get rid of them at this point well when that uh when when all the super seven ultimates when the bats got so cheap i would have loved to have you know four eight bats and the price was right but i just i couldn't justify it because i knew more ultimates were coming and where am i putting it all yeah, I sold off a couple of the the two eels I hadn't opened yet because I was like, ah, I got two. I wasn't as crazy about this figure as I hoped I would be. We've got retro ones coming at some point in time, so I'll just let somebody else have these. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so, no surprise, I'm actually on the opposite end of you guys. Even though I have been going back and getting O-ring stuff, there is vintage stuff that when I look at it and I think, ooh, I want to add that, I think of what is that going to look like in classified. 
I'll probably never get them yeah. because it's all the either the incredibly oddball stuff or those first year like real military looking stuff. But man, like I just keep thinking a classified bivouac. Oh, I know. I want that on my shelf. It's going to take up a chunk on my shelf. Right. But that's okay. I'll put the Tana so cool. playset in storage for a little bit. Well, and that's a good point. Is imagine, you know, you, you you've got the original bivouac and you you know sit somebody in there and sort of, you know, play with it a little bit, but imagine the level of interactivity that you're going to have with a classified version scaled up more articulation, like really being able to interact with the playset and the accessories in a way that the vintage one couldn't. Mm -hmm. uh, that is exciting when, to think about that stuff. That's when my shelves stop being what I call the yearbook photo. Right. Displays right. and become yeah. diorama displays. Yeah. When you start going to the the model train store and buying like grass and stuff, because you're like, oh. oh, I've got this, and now I need to. But see, that's where being more selective has started to come in. Because to your point, there are things that I'm seeing on clearance that I'm walking by, um, and I have been finding myself in the dollar store and. Um, on eBay with a lot of the modeling shops and just right now the extra money I would have had for those kind of impulse buys. Yeah. It's all going towards fake grass, some shrubs. Um, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, it's been a while since I've built a diorama that wasn't made out of cardboard so I actually got myself some insulation foam again. And oh man, if I get time, then you know, especially like with the ultimate D and D figures coming out with Joe, like a really good forest scene will work with you know masters verse figures, the D and D figures, the Joe figures, man. and that gets me more excited because all those years i fought this scale oh it's so much better to photograph remember you something you just said just shot a a, a dagger of ice through my heart do you remember when hasbro first announced those dungeons and dragons figures and we discussed the possibility of a Tiamat Haslab. Mm -hmm. Think about how likely it is that Super 7 is going to do a Tiamat. Ugh. That was one of the first things I thought of. I did not until just now when you were talking about it. Because, because those figures are everything that everybody wanted the Hasbro ones to be. And yeah. so I, if, if they do wave two, like they did this first one with, you know, really good takes on demons and monsters, as well as the kids, I think it's going to sell well enough. And we are going to get that. Oh my God. Because they could do that for 
probably two, three hundred bucks. I'm thinking around three, depending on how they construct it. They can't make it a giant. They need to do right, what Ma- they need to do what scale. Mattel did with the Giants and do almost like a rotocast mm-hmm. with it, rather than trying to make it a fifty pound mm-hmm. figure. They need to figure out a way to do it for a reasonable price. We'll we'll see. And, yeah, yeah. De- and, Decadent Dave says plus a hundred dollars shipping. Well, no, no. <laughs> they now have a flat seven dollars oh, shipping right. price. That's right. They've got their seven dollars shipping. And I man, I do I try whenever it's a Super Seven product to pre-order it from Super Seven to show them like, yes, people want your stuff. Right. But because of this new partnership with hasbro Mm. i was like man seven dollar shipping is not a lot but i want to show hasbro that i want these products so i ordered my ultimates through hasbro pulse well and also hasbro pulse doesn't charge you until they ship true uh, all right, well let's let's get Noel back into the conversation. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Noel's like, what's a Tiamat? <laughs> well, we've got news for you, Noel. Tiamat is not part of the next topic of conversation, but But Tiki Mat. The Hasbro Ooh. lookbook is This so is Christian. why I thought there was a toy fair. So I yeah. actually uh I actually managed somehow to get on Hasbro's media list. Uh, it doesn't seem to be granting me too deep access, but I am at least getting press releases and product looks and other things like that. Uh, and they sent me this PDF of the 2024 Hasbro lookbook. I went through it and I thought, well, there's not a lot of Joe news in here, but I know how much Christian likes to sort of dig. So I I shared it with Christian and Christian I believe you've you've got a field report on the I 2024 do. Hasbro lookbook. Okay, so first off, the lookbook uh because if you go to Hasbro's website, they have the 2023 one on there. Um so it is their sort of free toy fair promotional catalog that they send out to people to get them all excited. And when I looked through it, it's really heavy on Transformers. It's really heavy on other gaming stuff. Um, The only mention that G.I. Joe gets is for the comics. And I'll Mm -hmm. give them credit. Like, they, they list Void Rivals as well. It was like a page of Skybound stuff. Yeah. I didn't even and find that. Did. I did a find on page on it, and I didn't even see the word Joe appear anywhere in it. Right, which made me, you know, when our podcast first started, I can remember doing uh, some looks into some of the quarterly earnings that Hasbro would do, and and really being bummed that like GI Joe is never mentioned, and you know, we just kept thinking it. It's appealing to the nostalgia fans, and we're buying just enough to keep it going. Well, now knowing there isn't a Toy Fair 2024, I think this makes more sense. Because when you look through the the 
Hasbro 2024 one, there was nothing in there that we didn't already know about. It was the Wolver Marvel Legends Wolverine 2 packs. It was the comic book coloration for Shockwave and Grimlock. It's the Earthspark figures. Like, honestly, if, if you check any toy website once a month, you've already seen everything that's in here. <clears throat> so I thought, well, maybe they're just holding the Joe news as a surprise. Or how long ago was this made? So I did some digging, which led me to Hasbro's end of the year reports for their shareholders. And that unearthed quite a bit of information of stuff that we talked about, such as already... You know, we've, we've had so many conversations of the great uh, Ross scape of 2023 and how cheap it is. And, you know, they're already reacting to that with a 20% less inventory all around. And looking at what SKUs, SKUs being the uh, oh, individual. Slide up? Is it slide products. time? Yeah, go ahead. It's slide time. So they're already looking at, at SKUs that don't sell well initially and getting those products off the shelf so that they can get other merchandise in and really concentrating on fewer lines, but the best-selling lines. And lo and behold, multiple times throughout this presentation, they mentioned G.I. Joe. It, as far as Hasbro-owned IP, the best-selling products were Transformers, G.I. Joe, Furby, Play-Doh. There wasn't a lot of info in there as far as um, IP that they pay for, like Marvel Legends and Star Wars. Like They just kind of lumped that all together. But it did not sell as well as these items. So they, so Hasbro, and I, I sort of, I thought, I'm noticing this thing that I'm probably crazy. But when I look at websites, listings for G.I. Joe seem to be higher placed than they used to be whenever we started. And that's one of those yeah. things that you might think is silly, but I noticed that. And I'm like, well, you know, you put top shelf alcohol on the top shelf because that's what you want people to buy. Bottom shelf. Eh. So what you're saying is I need to start reviewing Furbies. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm saying don't be surprised if in 2024 we see an Optimus Prime and a Snake Eyes Furby. But oh what man, let's Snake go. Eyes Furby say? Ooh, yeah, like good maybe point. just breathing sounds. No, you I know what know. we need is a shipwreck Furby. <laughs> <laughs> is he cursed like a sailor? <laughs> hey, kid, does your mom still hang out by the docks? <laughs> well, then we and we got the news. Uh, it's been since our last um, recording session about Hasbro's numbers: twenty percent revenue drop in the fourth quarter. Uh, looking to cut $750 million in costs in 2024. So 
Yeah, and I think a lot of that, just based off of what I saw in the indie year thing, is the amount of royalties that they are paying on the non-Hasbro IP. I don't want to get into that kind of number stuff because we know Lenny and them listen and take our advice so frequently. Yes, yes. Um, we can't just we can't just throw opinions around, right? Knowing but my, what kind of impact we have. But I I do feel like oh, some of the pricing on stuff that they've had makes a lot more sense. Like I knew okay with Marvel and Star Wars figures you are paying more because they have to pay that fee to right. Disney. Um, I didn't realize overall for the year, how big that fee is. And I don't see it getting any cheaper anytime soon. Unfortunately, is, we've got an interesting thought here from decadent Dave. And it's something that honestly, I would like to revisit later because i think there's a big conversation to be had here uh decadent dave says time to retire the star wars license uh well you know i think it hasbro was it last year a couple of years ago hasbro's original contract was uh, yeah and they, there was they all recently this upped uh mm -hmm. but there's as, as far as the the toys go uh, that's it's an interesting thing to talk about. Now, we'll, mm -hmm. we'll revisit that at a later date because we actually do have a little more to, a little more but Joe stuff to focus. I on. I just want to end this with for all the naysayers out there, for everybody on social media and YouTube that poo poos. Joe's healthy. Joe is incredibly healthy, and I think that we are going to probably get some really good announcements this year. Like I think, you know, another has lab definitely guaranteed, um, you know, it'll be a whale of a has lab. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll, we'll see New yeah. York, New York night, 1974 just busted into the chat and cut to the chase. I can say it. Get rid of the extra baggage and concentrate on your money makers. That's right. We and don't need any more. No more Dukes or Snake Eyes or Lady J's <laughs> or Flint. Bring us the Super Troopers. Bring <laughs> us those money makers. Nothing but Robo Joe about. going forward. <laughs> Super Trooper uh, and Robo Joe. Let's okay. go. I'm sorry. We already have Pimp Daddy Destro. So now we need Shake Your Money Makers Baroness. <laughs> you know i just watched uh i'm not gonna get into it all right so moving on <laughs> was that uh does that kind of wrap up the yeah that was it i just want everybody to know that that i think that that gi joe 2024 and moving forward has a lot more support from hasbro than we have thought all of this time well, I think it's as solid as it has been suggested it is, uh, because Lenny and Emily have both hinted at Hasbro being very, very happy with the brand uh, and just the expansion of classified from we don't know if we're going to get eight figures a year to 2023 being almost overwhelming. I mean, very clearly Hasbro is behind the brand and there was, continues to be so. There was almost as many 
classified figures released in 2023 as in the three previous years. Yes. Yeah, and that's insane. Wow. Yeah, that's and 2024 is right there. 2024 is going to be big too. We've already seen. Look, think about and we can't get into the whole list right now, but think about just what we know of 2024 right now and the fact that we probably don't know half of 2024 right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, I am also anticipating that vamp. Like I am <laughs> I am so ready 2024. Scale Model Joe says the classified 2023 release schedule was set to fire hose. <laughs> <laughs> Who gets to drink from the fire hose? We all did. We all drank from the fire hose last year. Thank you, uh, Lenny Spadowski. Uh, all right. <laughs> Moving on, I got some comic news. Speaking of G.I. Joe, Real American Hero, we've got a new artist coming on uh, doing, I believe it's just a fill-in issue uh, for Real American Hero 306. You can see some of Paul Pelletier's art right here on your screen. Got a look at Zartan racing through the swamp. Uh, Art looks fantastic. Uh, It's a little, it's we have all been fans of the art in all the Joe books thus far, but this is kind of a breath of fresh air. Like a lot of times fill in artists are not quite up to the task, but this is good stuff. Uh, He's yeah. I mean, he's done so much in the industry and for as much as we've said, like all the books, you know, the art has the right feel experimental feel for that series this is good classic comic book art yeah Yeah, this is really solid stuff and and as friend of the show word burglar said uh could this be hinting towards the zartan origin story that he's always wanted i don't think so uh and honestly i don't know i don't know if i agree with you bergy i don't know if i want a zartan origin story we kind of got one at one point, um, but it wasn't. Well, with the, the whole going to learn how to make swords thing. Well, yeah. And there or was did we get in, deeper than that? Was it in IDW uh, earlier on or Devil's Do? I think it was. It was a while back. And I don't know. We got we got young Zartan, Zarana, and, and Xandar. Oh, wow. I don't remember that at all. Interesting. Wow. So they're closer in age than I thought. Because I always figured Zartan was a good. 10 years older yeah the twins uh will r says good selling toy line good selling comics right now now it's time for a tv show movie and video game strike while the iron is hot hasbro you own this i agree they do need to strike while the iron is hot uh well we did hear i guess it's there's more rumors circulating about what we kind of figured was happening with the crossover movie there's been a little bit more talk about that here recently. Yeah, Lorenzo de Bonaventura, everybody's favorite G.I. Joe producer, said that uh, 2026 is when they're looking at a G.I. Joe Transformers or a, an on-screen appearance of G.I. Joe. Which uh, we'll see what that means. Yeah, I, I would rather have someone else making the decisions, but we'll take what we can get. That's right, Will R. Give us the origin story we all want. Xandar, baby. It's just blank. a black screen. Just a blank screen for two hours. 
Uh, okay, so moving along, we have got some unfortunate news, but it is news. And uh, actually, I should have hit up our pal Ken from Toy Connections. Everybody check out the Toy Connections YouTube channel uh, to ask him for a little more detail about this. Uh, Delta 17 Toys update. All call signs, all call signs. Sit rep to follow. We've been a bit quiet here at Delta 17 HQ. It seems that the consumer's product Soviet communists, I don't know uh, exactly who they're talking about here, but they have deemed that Delta 17 toys are designed specifically for children and not for adult collectors, which is really weird because you'd think the people making the toys would be the ones who determined who the toys were for, but I guess not. Uh, so they have to pause and undergo laboratory testing to prove that their toys do not contain lead or other toxins. This delay will set us back another four weeks or so until we can open the store and sell our products in the U.S. We're very sorry for the delay and hope that no one gets too ticked. Uh, as a way of apology, we will be offering 10% off all orders of six figures or more for the first few months, which is awesome because I'll tell you right now, you can check out my Delta 17 review, which, by the way, uh, I'm not going to be licking any of these Delta 17 figures right. until those I mean, lab the, results I, get back. As an adult, I, I do want my figures to be lead free. <laughs> yes, I want to be able to stick them in my mouth if I so desire. Uh so, so anyway, 10% off six figures or more, you're probably going to order six figures. So I think a lot of people are going to be able to take advantage of that discount. Uh, again, we're deeply sorry for the delay and hope that we can make it all up to you in the future. Uh, the War in the Shadows will commence momentarily. Uh, so I, again, I reviewed these. The reviews available on the Needless Things YouTube channel right here. Check it out. The figures are absolutely awesome. I have been waiting for the store to open so I can order more. Uh, it is at the top of my priority list once they come in stock. So everybody check out Delta 17. Uh, go to Delta 17 Toys on Instagram is the easiest way to give them a follow. Speaking of O-ring figures, look at this. The Wolf Trooper slash Skeletron two-in-one figure, which I also reviewed here on the Needless Things YouTube channel, is temporarily sold out. This is one of the best figures. This actually is on my, at the beginning of the year, I start making a list of potential uh, top 10 of 2024 or top 10 of the year figures for, for my end of the year. I started doing this a couple of years ago so I could remember. Uh, this is on my list of, possible top figures of 2024 it's an o-ring wolf trooper my review go check it out but temporarily sold out uh they will be back on the skeletron website at some point they're doing another production run i don't know when they'll be available but uh, i would imagine before the end of the year and of course this was designed by grindstone toys whose call sign longbow figures should be coming out uh within the next few months as well uh decadent dave did the operation recall figures ever come out no those are still in production uh we will update as we get updates <laughs> sportsman 007 scale model joe's i guess they didn't get that troy mcclure film in your school lead paint delicious but deadly <laughs> uh yes uh from scale model joe's operation recall is still in the design phase and if you if follow give operation recall a follow on your social medias if you're on there 
they are very transparent about where they are in the process, about sharing uh, sculpts and progress and everything else. It's it's a fantastic follow uh, if you're on social media. They're one of the better ones. They're very, very open about what's going on. Hiya Toys, uh, smalljoes.com sent out an email updating that they will be taking pre-orders for all of the Hiya Toys figures that have been announced for 2024. Uh, here we see the 11 figures that, well, let's see, let me just pull yeah. the verbiage up here. They're missing uh, Cobra Commander. Well, he's not 2024. Oh! This is just right. the 2024 figures. Okay. I don't know if something changed with Small Joe's being able to get these or, or whatever, but uh, from Small Joe's, at this point, it looks like Haya has laid out their full line plan for G.I. Joe in 2024. Pictured below are all 11 figures we have available for pre-order, each with pre-order special pricing. Release dates or estimates. If you're interested in pre-ordering these, we recommend spacing the orders out, organized around the release dates, so that you can receive shipments of new figures throughout the year. So it's worth pointing out that these are $29.99 a piece through Small Joe's. Uh, my guess is that they're getting them through a distributor, so they're having to pay the $19.99, and to make it even worth their while, they're having to do that markup. Uh, so they're, they're pricey, but if you want them, that's a reliable source to get them as of right now, Flint, Firefly and Lady J are slated for March. Major Blood and Destro are slated for April. Baroness, Tiger Force, Flint. Oh no, I'm sorry. Baroness is July. Tiger Force, Flint and gung-ho or august the cobra trooper is september and spirit and zartan are november so they are spaced out throughout the year and they are pricey and haya is also doing some godzilla figures so if you need some kaiju to fight your O-rings. Now, how big are how big are those? I don't know. I haven't seen any photos of them yet. I've seen I, some. I, I saw the announcement, and it left me wondering: Are they going to be? Are they like Super Seven's reaction? You know, Godzilla's right. or yeah, that's what I mean. I'm thinking five or six inches. Be interesting to find out. Well, that is it. That brings us to the end of the news. Did you guys have anything else? Uh, come to your attention there was like like we said at the beginning there wasn't much out there well then next up is the segment where we go to the audible army to help us out every time we're going to do a live stream we put a post up at audible interlude podcast on instagram that says sound off and we ask you what you want us to talk about uh, now, at audiblearmy.com, they get the post a little bit earlier, and their sound-offs get the priority, so we're going to hit those first. Let's take a look. We've got we've got a new Audible Army recruit who ha had a, a several thoughts for sound-off this time around. Tony Hoover, do you think we will ever see a Joe Colton in Classified? What do you guys think? I think it's possible. Yeah. 
I think it's likely. I think 60th anniversary would, would be a good year to do it. I don't know what their plans are. But to be honest, you know, we've talked in the past about the possibility of them at some point doing movie-based figures because regardless of what you think of the movies, there are some good designs in the movies. Uh, I would love to see a Bruce Willis, Joe Colton. Yeah. Even if they did a Joe Colton with like an alternate, remember uh, when Mattel did the Alfred the Butler figure that had the se- several different head sculpts? It had the Michael Gow, um, the oh gosh, it had three different Alfred head sculpts. Michael Kane. I'm trying to remember if it was a Michael Kane or if it was just like a comic one. I don't well, remember that at all. Is it was a DC? It was Mattel's DC multiverse. Mm. Uh, let's see. It's over there on the shelf, but the heads are bagged up. So I don't know. I can't remember off the top of my head what it was. Oh, here it is. Uh, Mattel DC multiverse. Alfred came with. So it's got a comic head. Oh, um, a Michael Gal head and the original. Who, who was the Batman 66 actor? I can't remember. Anyway, I know but, I should, but that's that's what they were: is Batman sixty six, Batman eighty nine, and then a comic book head. So if they wanted to do something like that with Joe Colton, uh, may I know we don't like asking for deluxe figures, but I feel that's a character that could deserve a deluxe figure. Um, Alan Napier, mm. is that right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jeff Butler threw it out there. Alan Napier was Alfred in Batman 66. Uh, so anyway, Joe Colton, uh, throw him out there with a cool classic head, a Bruce Willis head, and uh, maybe just some other random head. Maybe maybe do something where he's got the parts where he could be a troop builder, kind of like Grunt. I like doing the I like the idea of doing the way that he was presented in the Marvel comics, where he looks like that original 12 inch gi joe with the nice tight beard yes. and you also could do a gi jane as well yeah uh, yeah oh i would love that as a two-pack two pack, actually yeah. yeah that would be great all right also from tony hoover a while back someone asked about missing accessories roadblock needs a field kitchen to feed all the joes <laughs> i say from a food service marine's point of view thanks again for all you do you are very welcome and thank you for your support uh, thank you everybody for hanging out tonight and being a part of this show. Um, yeah, talking about missing accessories, roadblock with a field kitchen would be very cool. And to go back to what Christian was talking about earlier with the bivouac, we've, we've said it before, a lot of those environmental playset type things, I think you could pack in with a deluxe figure. We've talked about the pack rats before and how the pack rats could be in there, you know, with blowtorch or sci-fi maybe, or whoever, yeah, those uh, could, they could do three separate Joe figures, each with a pack rat, and they could yeah. just price them as, at the pet price. Yes. And I think that, yeah, I think they that, that would sell. I think that'd be the perfect way to do it. And finally, from Tony Hoover, imagine how cool a classified hit and run could be. Yes, it would be very cool. <laughs> but you know what? If you're going to do a classified hit and run, first of all, You've got to get the camo right. You cannot do this this half a smudgy, barely different color camo. It's got to be high contrast, 
good looking camo and he's got it with that grappling hook. You've got to come with like 24 inches of line to go on that grappling hook. You can't give us this little six inch piece of string. <laughs> you got to give us a lot of line, which probably I bet there are regulations about how long the line on a grappling hook can be because a kid might wrap it around their head and choke or something. I bet that's a thing. Listen, do you want your kid to have lead or choke? <laughs> one or the other. Work with us here. Toughen them up. You survived Back that grappling day, hook you were for. Battlestar Galactica used to shoot missiles into your mouth. You or either made eye. it or you didn't. Or up your nose. Yeah. There are all kinds of orifices those missiles got lodged in. The kids ended up in the emergency rooms, and darn it, we were tougher for it. I had a job when I was eight cleaning out grease straps at the Waffle House. Anyway. <laughs> also from AudibleArmy.com, Jonathan Childress, uh, Childress. Hasbro has made a few steel core helmets now with different patterns and decals. What is a deco that you want to see on a steel core helmet in Classified? Could make it the whole figure, too. There was only one that I could think of. Okay. And it's only because they've already released so many figures in this subline. But why is there not a Tiger Force deck? Oh, yeah. Still yeah. It yet? yeah, honestly, they could do... They could do a really cool job with a Tiger Force Steel Core Trooper. The whole trooper uh, would be very cool. Uh, or at the very least, take an upcoming Tiger Force character and throw in one of those steel core helmets with the deco on it. Something. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I couldn't get too deep into this one. I, I The clutch was a nice surprise. But I can't think of too much beyond that that, that would get me really excited. What, like an orange one for toll booth? I don't know. This, this you saying that now makes me go, ooh, an orange one for classified mega marine clutch. <laughs> exactly. That's what we need. Uh yeah, that that is a fact. Wotage, uh, the kid that died from the Battlestar Galactica missile was from Atlanta. That is true. Oh. That is one of our uh dubious claims to fame. Jeff Butler suggests classified box o glass. And I will reply with, how about a classified human torch dress-up kit? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, obvious. Will R, how about the gold steel core? Yes, absolutely. It, well, all of the, look, that's something they yeah. could get into. They could get really creative with doing the different steel brigade looks because there were several different kit bashes, basically, right? Of, of the steel brigade. I feel yep. like they could kind of get into that and do some interesting things with classified. Yeah, they're uh, New York Knight 1974. How about the dark blue variant steel core that came with a gold helmet? There you go. So yeah, there's there's some interesting things they could do there. I'm I'm up for a steel core helmet redecoed and thrown in wherever it makes sense. Uh, Matthew Comstock, hoping I can make it tonight, but it's difficult during tax season. You're telling me, pal. Just wanted to say, keep up the great work. We will keep up the great work. We're doing our best in a slow news cycle. 
And you right. do that as well, Matthew, keeping the IRS off our backs. That's right. <laughs> Uh, all right, moving over to the Audible Interlude podcast on Instagram Sound Offs. Silent Interlude is up first with when should we expect another G.I. Joe HasLab announcement? Given the timing of the first three, the next Kickstarter could open within a couple of months, right? Um, the last two classifieds were in June, I think. Is that right? Yeah, they announced them in Yojo June. Both of them? I thought yeah. so. Yeah, Dragonfly. I, I was... thought Dragonfly was like, you know, not necessarily a year to the date, but a year to the month. Dragonfly I mean, was early June, and uh, his tank was late June, I believe. Because the Sky Striker was in December, so was well. It yeah, I'm talking about classified. Though. I know, but was it was it only like six months later that they announced a, the Hiss? Mm -hmm. Wow. I thought it was for some reason. I thought the Hiss started a little bit later. I'm pretty sure. I mean, feel free to look it up, but I'm mm -hmm. pretty sure the Hiss was Yojo June. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to say June. Mm -hmm. uh, I saw something on his tank earlier today. Somebody seemed to be very strongly suggesting the, the, one of those things that gets said and then people start to repeat it as fact. Uh, it was said that Hasbro will be doing two classified has labs this year. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think there's any way that's going to happen. Now, I could be completely wrong, and I have no information to the contrary. I'm just saying I don't I don't see that happening. We haven't seen tonight. that with any of the other lines that they've done Haslabs for, so unless these are really cheap Haslabs. Yeah, I, I, I just, I, I can't see it. Um, I do the, the talk decadent Dave right here is saying it's going to be the Rattler. Uh, that is the rampant speculation and it makes sense. I've said before I have, I'm going to buy whatever they, they put up because I'm supporting the brand. I love toys and there's no way I can not buy a big, huge deal GI Joe toy. Uh, I don't want a Rattler. I do not want a classified Rattler at all. I'll buy it if they make it, uh, but I don't want it. Ooh, Decadent Dave. Mm -hmm. the, the Viper Island has proven to not be the most reliable source <laughs> of information. But I'm, I'm glad you said it and not me. <laughs> I, look, I don't, in general, I don't like to speak too much about other shows because we have no more information than anybody else but i will say that viper island has been wrong again and again and again and again and also has a habit of like retroactively claiming predictions in this weird way i don't know that's it's a weird look i'm sure they're having fun and doing their thing and i don't begrudge them that but i i, I just don't want people taking anything anybody says as fact unless it's hasbro saying it or full force i guess we know full force is <laughs> pretty reliable wreck ship 85 i will i will repeat what wreck ship 85 is saying whether i agree with it or not uh viper island is well two different people are saying wreck ship 85 viper island is the nas national inquirer of the classified news community and then immediately after that swordsman 007 said viper island equals national inquirer of the joe community i look i don't know 
I don't know where they get their info. I don't know where, you know, I, I, I don't know. I just do know that in my observations, they are not reliable. Uh, yeah, exactly. Will are full force, but he ain't talking. That's right. He, I mean, he, he will, when they tell him that he can, uh, so we've talked about it before, but I think we can dip into it a little more again here. Now I have, I do think I want to clarify. I do think the Rattler Rattler is a good choice for Hasbro. Do you guys agree with that? I think it's it's a logical next step. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that we you know we haven't gotten a Wild Weasel figure yet, the 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 price point you could probably put on that it's going to be probably in the same range as the His Tank. I would think maybe a little bit more. I got to think it's at least three fifty if they do it. But I would have figured. I mean, we all thought that the Dragonfly was going to be more than the Hiss, and it wanted well, to be yeah. seventy nine. Yeah. So, yeah, but I think there's more to the Rattler. Well, depending on how they do it, if they plus it up a little bit, I don't know. I don't know. And that's the other thing to talk about is, do they do like how can they plus up the Rattler? Probably some light up stuff. <clears throat> can they make it a two seater? How big is that going to make it? That would make it pretty large. Because they- part of part of my my antipathy towards the Rattler is it's this it's going to be this huge thing that holds two figures and that's it. The play value, the display value, is not great for that thing to me. Yeah, I just I've racked my brain for another vehicle that is comparable size wise that is iconic enough to do something like that. I mean, you could do maybe something like the Moray, but I mean, unless you... You don't, you don't well, think a four-seater Pogo would be <laughs> iconic enough? Well, now, wait. We haven't gotten to our Dream Has Labs yet. <laughs> I just don't know who I'm talking to anymore because... <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, Jetpack. I, I presume it's going to be a Cobra if they're going to, you know, they're going to go back and forth between Joe's and I, Cobras. I think it being I, a Cobra thing is a lock for sure. The water moccasin you could plus up. Yeah. And expand that a little bit because obviously that's a very small vehicle. So it's a, it's a possibility, but you, yeah, you couldn't just release one that's just upscaled from the, the, the regular one. But I mean, we did, they did that with the Hiss tank. The Hiss tank is not to the same scale as the three and three quarter inch Hiss tank. It is larger in comparison to the figures. Uh, Decadent Dave, I got good news for you. I don't think the Skyhawk is a HasLab. I think it's a retail item. Uh, Yeah, that's smaller than the vamp. I'd say you could get away with doing that one for, Less than a hundred bucks, without glass, with, with a figure. So out of windshield. I mean, we've talked about it before, but let's real quick hit it again. So, Noel, if you had your druthers, if you could just pick, what would the next classified Haslab be? I like. I like well, I was gonna say I like my water box an idea, but they've already done, they've already done a copperhead. So, I don't know. Um, I like the idea of a rattler. But I have I, I don't like the idea of finding a place to put a rattler. Um, right. So mm, if I look back at my my little cobra shelf back there, um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe a stun. 
I think a classified stun would be fantastic, but I I know so many people hate the stun <laughs> that I don't know if it would be a good call. But I'm I'm with you. I would love that. I mean, that's one that you've got a lot of you got a lot of play value with that thing. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I think it's a it's a larger vehicle. It's a lot bigger than like the original Hiss tank and the Stinger and all that. Christian, what about you? If I had, Boy, you already said four seater pogo. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> if, if I had my druthers, then absolutely, I think there are ways that they could spruce up the water moccasin because we, as you said, we do already have the driver, and they put out a boat with Fortnite and tried to charge a hundred bucks for it. So there's, there's, I, I think there are ways to do it. Well, that's without the thing, just though. making it a scaled up, you know, like you could make that a two seater. You could add a lot more electronics to it, water so if, effects. But if Lenny called you up and asked you right now, hey, Christian, Noel, Dave, it's up to you guys. We're going to make a water moccasin. Do we make a basic, faithful to the original? vamp price point water moccasin or do we plus it up and make a big haslab water moccasin you plus it up i see i'd rather have the hundred dollar version as long as it's going to have as long as it's going to be essentially the same thing which i think they can do because it's not that much bigger than the vamp i would rather get it at retail almost everything i would rather just get a retail version I don't, I've, I've said it all along. I don't want these big giant one twelve scale vehicles. I just don't. Now, having said that I'm with you, New York night, 1974. I want the whale. What's more <laughs> iconic. He doesn't want the big, he doesn't want giant vehicles except for the most giant one of them all. <laughs> uh, you know, I got I've said this before. I, I would look at every HasLab as though it had the potential to be the last so I'm I'm going big. I'm going for the one thing that would immediately make me happy, would immediately be a, a gotta have it, and that's the whale. If we're talking classified, I don't think uh O-ring has labs are on the table anymore. I think that's done. We'll we'll get into O-ring vehicles uh in just, now with, just a minute you know, with what we're about to talk about. Right. <laughs> Hillbilly Harper, here's an idea for your new O-Ring segment, which, by the way, our last week's episode featured the launch of a new segment called Let's Freaking Go Ring, uh, where we will talk about different franchises that we would like to see as O-Ring toy lines. Last week, we talked about RoboCop. Hillbilly Harper wants to talk about Lord of the O-Rings. <laughs> all the play sets that could happen, all the figures. It would be... Uh, Lord of the Rings is not like necessarily one of my fandoms, but I recognize it could be huge if somebody would commit to Lord of the Rings. Now, here's the question, and and I again, this is not my area of expertise, and I don't know if it's either of you guys. Maybe somebody in the chat would have a uh, some input on this. Do they do the movies? Do they do just interpretations directly from the books? What do they do with these? They do Bakshi versions. Um, 
I, mean, I think see, that that would be the most tempting to me. I, I think that <clears throat> what's what would sell would be movie versions because that's what ninety nine percent of the world knows <laughs> Lord of the Rings for. Um, my question is, how do you do the hobbits? Are they are they little like two and a half inch O ring figures? Yeah, I think yes. so. They're like yeah. the Tweaky figure that came out. Yes, with the Buck Rogers Mego O rings. Yes, I got to send you uh, five dollars for making a Tweaky reference. <laughs> I'll make it ten if you if you say the thing. Say the thing. Say it. <laughs> Thank you, Noel. Christian, that was terrible. You I know. Not get five dollars anymore. It's because I am laughing too much. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Lord of the Rings would be a, a great uh, wreck ship 85. Hobbits would have to just be like Super 7 figures, I think. I don't know. I think you could do little little regular O-ring bodies, and they would just have unarticulate, like, they wouldn't have knees and elbows, maybe. You also got dwarves you got to think about, too. Yeah. Maybe maybe they could have elbows, but may, I don't think they'd have knees. So maybe it's swivel arm battle group. I mean, it's still O ring, but remember the Robotech O ring line? How they did this yeah. in Prodi at a larger scale. So maybe even though it's O ring, you have to do the human figures at like visionary scale, so that uh, way you can do the hobbits and dwarves and still make them posable. Yeah, but you got to think that's not the that's not a bad idea, but you got to think you're making your life easier if the hobbits are smaller scale. That way everything else is normal 3 and 3 quarter inch size like all the creatures and wolves and like cuz you're talking about if you make the humans the what 5 inches or whatever it was then everything else has got to be bigger too. True. If we were to stick with an 80s O-ring aesthetic, then the hobbits and the dwarves are just going to be slugs. Well, yeah, you're right. They're just going to be plastic pack-ins and, and we'll still love it. And part of the the idea of let's freaking go ring is you have one aesthetic to rule them all. So you would want your humans from Lord of the Rings to be the same size as the humans from RoboCop and G.I. Joe and and Skeletron and everything else. I mean, so if I think you're doing you five-inch figures, humans. how big is your Minas Tirith uh, playset going to wind up being? Not big <laughs> enough for me. I don't know what that is. <sighs> and I don't... Oh, Ring Balrog, says Wreckship85. Give me... Give me movie lord of the ring o-rings but give me that rank and bass smog because <laughs> that was yeah that would be very tempting for me also but i want it constructed i don't want a big fancy super articulated thing i want it constructed like the kraken from clash of the titans <laughs> i want like four points the, of articulation right with the plastic bands they used for he-man's legs holding the arms in yes <laughs> yes uh all right viper wilson do you guys want super seven to do vehicles for the new o-ring line or just focus on figures uh we talked about it a little little in the past noel oh yeah gimme vehicles everything yeah everything vehicles play sets monsters giant robots 
all of it. And and as I said, you know, we were discussing this a few weeks ago. If Super Seven can come out of the gate with an expansive enough O ring line, that's going to supersede everything else for me. And I'm not just talking classified. I'm talking everything else. We'll take a back seat to that toy line. Yeah, we and we touched upon it before too. Like Super Seven, not just doing vehicles, but doing all the vehicles that Hasbro never got around to. That's or what they doing, need to start with, or doing versions of vehicles that are more like they appeared in Hasbro versus or appeared in Sunbow or comics or whatever. Yes, prototype versions and things like that. Absolutely, we need that. What was it? Silver was the Firebat Silver the first time silver, it showed up? Is yeah, that right? Yeah. Stuff, stuff like that would be very, very cool. And then, of course, later on down the road, you do the red version. Like, it's it's easy, you'd think. Uh, Jeff Butler says, I think a Super 7 broadcast energy transmitter would really sell. I think you're right. Uh, because you talked nobody... about that as a potential HasLab at one point in time when the Sky Striker came out. Yeah, yeah. Um, broadcast energy transmitter. I mean, you know, Hasbro made that one, but it was very difficult to get the last piece of it. A lot of people have BETs missing that one part. Or I'm sorry, not the uh, not the BET. Um, the, the, mass. the mass device. The mass device. The mass yeah. device. Yeah, we've never had a BET, which is crazy because it actually is a vehicle of sorts. Yeah. It'd be, it, I mean, you'd have to make it pretty massive if you were going to kind of get close to the scale from the movie. I don't but... think you have to do that, though. I think you stick you with can scale it scaling. Yeah. yeah. You I scale it down a little bit. I think I think Super Seven could do that. Um, Decadent Dave says the Cobra mothership crashed and burned. It did. Uh, I think there are a lot of reasons why that didn't work. That we've we've covered pretty thoroughly, but uh, I, I think Super Seven can see a lot of success with other ideas and concepts for O rings. Don't charge up front. Uh, yeah, that's a big part of it. Please yeah. offer them through Hasbro Pulse, just like you're doing with the Dungeons and Dragons stuff. Christian, you on board with that? Super Seven should just do any and everything. Absolutely. I vehicles and playsets will supersede be the figures for me. That's yeah, right. Because you've stuff already got that I love. Yeah. Well, okay. So let's let's go down the line. Each of us pick one non-figure thing we'd really like to see uh i'll i'll start the cobra hydro robots i don't know i can't remember what they're called but you know what i'm talking about i i want one of those i've wanted one of those since i was a little kid uh that 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 would be my first choice the thing that they could announce that would blow my mind i would love to see that i want that big snake kaiju Yes. As much as I don't, as much as ninjas are not my favorite aspect of G.I. Joe, I actually want a hard master play set so that, you know, Zartan can kill him and you can have little training scenarios with Storm Shadow and snake eyes and you get like a nice would... little dojo background yes and get your risen and you get your rizza figure in there to play the blind master that's right uh <laughs> a dojo playset which granted um legends of the hidden force is going to be 
Mm-hmm. They they have a lot of environmental elements that are available as part of their line. Uh, but a dojo playset could be used across a lot of different lines. I think it's something that would be very appealing. Like think about that Karate Kid playset mm-hmm. that came out that was so awesome, but wasn't the right scale to go with anything. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to see something like that uh, from Super 7 for G.I. Joe. Let's see. I think that... No, we've got one more from our pal Gary Mitchell, a.k.a. Sneezy the Squid. So, thanks to you guys, I picked up the Skybound Duke and Cobra Commander comics. The fact that they're awesome has restarted my comics habit. Uh Uh-oh. Potato chip syndrome. Still blame you three as well. They were good enough that I also picked up the Transformers and Void Rival comics. So, here's my question, gentlemen. Have you expanded your reading list to the other EU comics or are you planning to get them? How many books do you think they should do a month? Should they keep the crossovers between the books to a minimum, like a yearly event, or have a tighter connection between the series? Cobra. Uh, Christian, I'll let you kick this one off. So, I mean, I'm reading, as far as the Skybound stuff goes, I'm reading the Joe stuff and Transformers. I'm not reading Void. Um, no particular reason other than just the nostalgia factor. Um, as far as how many books they should do a month, I think what they're doing right now works. I think they're, they're hitting it on all cylinders. So you've got your Larry Hama ongoing, just keep doing Joe mini series. That's what I have said before. This was even announced. I just think that's the best way to do it. Let the creatives tell the story they want to tell and let them get out of there and somebody else come in. Um, and if if the books stay this well-written, then, yeah, you know, if, if they were to add a second or a, I guess like a third or fourth mini series, they'd get me. Yeah, I'm I'm absolutely on board with that. Now, I have not expanded beyond Joe. I intend to, but we'll see how my time works out for that. I would like to check out uh, Void Rivals. Well, I'd like to go back to the beginning, which I have not done yet. Uh and I'd like to read some of the other books, but I think the rate they're going right now, I could take maybe one more book a month if they really wanted to do that. But I love the idea of having a couple of Energon Universe miniseries and Real American Hero going concurrently and just keeping up with about three books a month. I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with that. And as far as the crossovers, I think what they're doing right now, at least for my taste, is enough i don't i think because this whole inner john universe is so interconnected like we're getting transformers already spoiler alert in gi joe books so i i I don't think we need any kind of separate mini series or you know gi joe versus transformers they'll do enough of that when the movie comes out yeah just keep and, it organic for now. Let, yeah. let the story determine where the crossovers happen. Mm-hmm. 
Noel, what about you? <clears throat> Same. I've only been reading the G.I. Joe stuff. I would like to pick up the Transformers books as well, um, just to kind of get kind of a, an even look at all of it. And because, I mean, I've traditionally read Transformers comics as well throughout the years. I just haven't done it in a long time. Um, I like the way they've got your main line. I think that that main line comic should be its own thing. It should not really cross over with other things. Um, one of the things that killed me back, it, you know, 20 years ago when they brought it back was that your mainline comic was tying into three or four other books and they, you had to basically read four or five comics to keep up. And I just, it just stopped yeah. me from reading it all. Yep. So I, I, I prefer that one to stay the way it is. And I think that it will, as long as Larry's the one that's writing it. And then I like having, you know, we've got two, well, they're, they're both four issues, right? The Duke and the and the cover yeah. Commander. I was I was trying to get confirmation that it was four, and everything I found just said limited series. But they'll so, be they'll be short runs. They're not going yeah. these aren't going to be long runs. And I think that mm -hmm. doing that where you're running maybe one or two concurrently on the side, that's fine. I think that's plenty. I think you can still tell plenty of story. You can draw it out, um, not rush everything, and you so can then, have more discipline with yeah. it. I think. I think the strategy is really good right now, so I hope they keep it up. Uh, Swordsman 007, I'm hoping we're going to see the Marvel and IDW runs available as trade paperbacks or digital. Uh, well, we know for a fact that they are aware of the demand and aware of the money-making potential, so I, I would fully expect to see both of those things uh, sooner than later. Uh, and of course, New York night, 1974, want nostalgia, GI Joe comic book commercials. That's right. Where you can discover wonderful things double like flashes. double flash. <laughs> <laughs> and that brings us to show and tell sponsored by Slickalicious. Everybody check out our uh, creative partner, Slickalicious. Check out GIJive.com and shop Slickalicious on Instagram. Uh, designed a number of our shirts, including the one Noel is wearing right now. Uh, this is the segment where we uh, each have uh, something GI Joe that we're going to share. Uh, have you guys got a Joe and tell? All right, Noel, you're nodding your head. So you are up first. All right. Uh, let's all queue up. Um... The classic Slick Rick Jam children's story, um, which I'm that Great Adventures of Slick Rick Super Seven reaction figure. I, I, I gotta buy it. It's gonna happen one of these days because it looks so pretty. But since we're talking children's stories, this is something I picked up a while ago. I think one day we're gonna have to review this on a oh, special man. episode of. What is that? Is that Audible Interlude? This is the Combat Heroes We Are G.I. Joe book. I didn't uh, know that existed. From and... IDW. Whoa. So I picked Look this up this little a timber. while back. Yes, it's, a, it's adorable. Oh, uh, my here's, gosh. Here's your, here's your artwork. And, yes, this was published by IDW. Um, this does feature a little story here. Obviously, wow. for the younger set. So See, my, a... my son has all, almost all of the combat heroes, and I had no idea this existed. And I love this artwork, these these kind of kitty versions of your armadillo and your and your awe striker and your vamp there. Oh, if only we had gotten those in the line. Yeah. Um yeah, so 
this is great. You even got a, you even a little cross cross section of the pit. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, maybe maybe one day uh, if we can. We need to have a separate panel at one of the cons and <laughs> read it to a dramatic reading. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Of it. Well, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Got, uh, oh my gosh, that's awesome. Freedom, heavy duty over you here. Know it, Duke. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, fun stuff. This is this was this is a great way to introduce kids to to Joe back in the day. Some some really cool, like very cool popping artwork of Snake Eyes here. Yeah, fun stuff. So little yeah. little, little kid Snake Eyes just flinging throwing stars <laughs> right at the reader. He's a master swordsman. He's as agile as a cat. He blends into the shadows so the bad guys never see him coming. You bet he yeah, does. Yeah, yeah, Scarlet. Uh, yeah, so I could you know. Every every one of your characters has its own intro page here. Spirit, that's awesome. It's adorable. Well, yeah, so, yeah. we'll uh, we'll have to Christian and I will have to hunt down copies of that, and mm-hmm. we'll do a review, or or maybe we'll have story time, uh, story time with Audible Interlude, baby. It's called We Are GI Joe from awesome. IEW. I was trying I'm to have to get on eBay and look year that was, but it's probably like two thousand eight, two thousand. I'm sure it's two thousand nine. Yeah, when so you, you know it's got to be tied. To when the movie came out, yeah, has it got a date in there? I'm trying to There's find an out. Ultra tiny, not friendly to old man eyes print. That's that's pretty much what it is. That's fine. We'll we'll, uh, we'll... 2000, 2009 Hasbro. All right, yeah. you were correct. Yeah. Uh, all right, Christian, have you got a Joe and Tell? I do. It's more of a a Tell, uh, but I. Had my pile of loot shipped, so I finally got my ripper, and I see everything that you guys are talking about. Best dreadnought figure so far, uh, but I finally had my first case of. Okay, maybe not having the plastic window was not a great oh, thing no. because, wow, his eyes are janky. I actually thought. Oh, did they like purposefully put like a happy <laughs> face on one of his eyes? And the guys like didn't tell me that like he has this. Oh yeah, one crazy eye. Yeah, yeah. No, both of his eyes on mine, and half of his lip isn't painted. Uh... So I'm be grabbing another one, but man, he's an amazing figure. And it, if you listen to our last episode i think it was um it just breaks my heart even more now for torch because uh i hope that torch arrives and is more than you are thinking he is because i'm really excited about torch i think torch looks awesome uh all right well i have i have finally gotten my hands on something that i've been waiting for very excited if you want the full story behind it uh you're gonna have to go to audiblearmy.com uh not next week but the week after that video will go up but i'll go ahead and say right now i got a mint ish on card ish rapid fire complete with the revenge of the pharaohs vhs which by the way we will be reviewing next week it's time for another Deke episode, fellas. You know you were just waiting. You know, you know you were just waiting whole, for more Deke. After a whole episode talking about macaques, 
Now, <laughs> now it's time for some deeks. Back to the deeks. Uh, so this isn't in great shape, but I did get a great deal on it. Um, this was on Mercari, and I didn't want it mint on card. What I wanted, obviously, was Rapid Fire, one of the ugliest repaints in the history of toys, and I absolutely love it. Super um, Trooper. And he is difficult to get in decent shape with all of his accessories, and I paid less for that because if you can see on this, the bubble was cracked open, so I was able to slide the figure and the accessories out of the front of the bubble. Uh, but I paid less for this whole setup than the figure generally costs in not this good a condition. Uh, open him up, put a new O-ring in, and he is absolutely hideously beautiful. He's so <laughs> 90s, uh, and I just love it. Because I'm, a, as I've said many, many times, I'm a huge fan of Super Trooper. I was not aware of Rapid Fire until a couple of years ago. And it's just, it's the type of thing that I saw. And I was like, I got to have that monstrosity. I need it. The neon green. The only thing that is an acceptable follow-up to VAC metal is neon green. <laughs> so in that way, you they need to nailed put it. him in your monster hunter APC. Oh, you're right. He'd be perfect for that. The only thing that would have been better is if this all glowed in the dark. Like that would have been even I'm better surprised than the it doesn't. Right? It, it sure totally should, good. but it doesn't. Uh, but anyway, that's... orange knee pads are like my favorite touch there. So, well, orange knee pads and the and... orange armbands. I mean, it's all just <laughs> bad decision after bad decision, and I love it. Uh, so, yeah, the full the full unboxing review. I absolutely lose my mind during the unboxing. Like genuine fury anger uh and if you want to find out why check out audiblearmy.com so that is my joe and tell and with that we are done with this episode of audible interlude i know it's such a sad time but everybody should check out audiblearmy.com uh i've had a wonderful time talking to you thanks to everybody for hanging out in the chat before we go, Noel, why don't you tell us a little bit about The Finest? The Finest is an international G.I. Joe costuming club, and we raise money for a great organization called Canines for Warriors. Check out our website, thefinestcc.com. Uh, check out The Finest Recruitment Center on Facebook if you've ever thought about uh, maybe joining up. And check us out at Toylanta if you're there to see Audible Interlude. You can also come see The Finest. We'll be there. Uh, raising money there and uh, you can talk us talk to us about costumes and all things gi joe that's right audible interlude live at toylanta the 23rd of march 12 30 p.m uh, and also again check out audiblearmy.com there is only one tier it is one dollar and 99 cents a month i'm not going to run through all the extras again but tons of extra content lots of exclusive content uh and extra segments from the audio episodes that do not make it into the final product. Uh, so check us out at audiblearmy.com. Christian, where can we find that toy photography that you do so well that will have much artificial turf in the near future? 
Absolutely. That'll be my next show and tell the all these bags of moss and fake grass <laughs> <laughs> all in my beard. Um, uh, you can find me on Instagram under the name Legion Cub. Next next live stream, you will be the Cobra intern cosplaying as Moss Man. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> will, you, uh, will you smell of patchouli? No. no. That's Stinkor. Moss Man no. smells, oh, that's right. Moss oh, that's right. Man smells that's of the pine. smell of pine. That's right. That's uh, and right. Christian is pine. always piney fresh. That's the power of pine salt, baby. That's right. <laughs> Everybody here in the chat, thank you for hanging out with us. You guys are the best. Please spread the word about Audible Interlude. Nolan Christian, you guys know you're my favorite people to talk to all week long. Uh, we couldn't do it without everyone here. Until next time, yo, Joe. Smash that like button. Pew, 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 pew. You have been listening to a Needless Things podcast. You can follow Needless Things on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at needlessthingspodcast.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh Uh-huh.